Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I'm right here, folks, man. I got this, yeah. Ankle Pickers, welcome back. Sunday evening, coming at you a little bit early this weekend. I think this is a schedule we're going to keep gearing ourselves towards. So Sunday evening, set the spread. Wednesday, main episode. Anyways, we've got full cast characters for our set the spread. We've got DK in my upper left, RP in my bottom right. We're here for Uriah Hall, Sean Strickland, UFC Vegas 33, coming up this Saturday, July 31st. Fellas, you got anything to add? Surprise, surprise. The pot is back. Um, I've got, I'm coming off of a full belly full of steak sandwiches. Feeling good, feeling hot. Um, I'm, I'm ready to roll. All right. Well, I, I, best of luck to you, Dan, because this card is a mess. I, I am, for anyone following along for Set the Spread, I'm curious to know how many names you fully know. Because I'm a capper and I need to do a double take on some of these names. It's a, a mess. Weak main card, but we're going to set the spread nonetheless. Still counts for a point for the winner. We've got DK coming off a win, bringing it his record on the year to 10 and 11. Reese with the one-week advantage. Let's jump right into it. First fight on the main card. We've got Brian Barbarena and Jason Witt, a welterweight bout. DK coming off the win, lead us off. Yeah, I'm going to make it no secret to our listeners. I've got a lot of work to do this week in terms of uh, capping, giving you guys my best work and, and my most confident plays. But um, I really have not done it yet. And so I'm going to keep it short and sweet with these. I know Barbarain is going to be the favorite. Um, I don't have a lot of confidence in Jason Witt at all coming off of that Jason Witt quick KO. I mean, he just got, or not, or sorry, he coming off that Semmelsberger quick KO in like 16 seconds. Um, yeah, he, he's not a guy who has a lot of good wins at all on his UFC record. I think Barb Rain is going to be the favorite here coming off that Anthony Ivy victory. Uh, you're looking at his record and you see his losses, Randy Brown, Vicente Luque, Leon Edwards, Colby Covington. Those are killers. I'm going to go with, Brian Barbarina minus 200. Yeah, I told Danny before we started because we were joking about how little we probably – like how, how hard this episode's going to be to truly cap. This was a tough one, but I was telling him this is one of the few fights that I actually feel good about. And part of that is what Danny touched on. But Brian Barbarina's strength of schedule compared to a guy who – I'm shocked is still on this UFC roster. Barbarena almost beat Vicente Luque. A lot of people don't realize that. One of the better fights I've ever seen, if you want to go back and watch two guys with granite chins not give any regard for their health. And it ended up being a, a – Brian Barbarena ended up getting KOT KO'd in like with five seconds left in the fight. But if it goes the distance, it, it is a genuine shot he wins that one. So – Brian Barbarena can stand in with the likes of Vicente Luque. It will not be – Jason Witt will be nothing for him. I was I was thinking about even putting a three in front of it, but at the same time I have to check myself and realize it's Brian Barbarena. Uh, I'll just go 250. I'll, I'll, I'll give Dan a chance to not price his right in, but I'd be shocked if it's not significantly higher than 200. 
255 point Reese. Yeah, there we go. All over it. And this one yeah, opened this up is the at one. exactly 200 Saturday yeah. wow. two weeks ago. Nice job, Dan. I, I'm sh- I'm shocked it's not higher to be honest. I this is the only one I had a semi good feel on. The rest is just a mystery. So possible parlay play there with that big number, but uh, we'll get into it later in the week. Middleweight bout, smiling Sam Alvey and Roman Kapilov. Reese, go for it. Yeah, I mean, Roman Kapilov pro- has to be the favorite here, in my opinion. I mean, 8-1, he's a prospect. He's 30 years old, reaching his prime. The thing that concerns me is he did get choked out by Carl Roberson in his last fight out. Now, I won't lie, this is going to be the fight that I, I really analyze when I tape for this one, but I haven't, I haven't taped yet. I, I mean, obviously we have set the spread. I wanted to do it Sunday so I could have more time to tape. And I don't really remember the Roberson fight that well. I don't know if Danny does. I'm sure that will be the big tell if this fight's easily capable or not. I mean, he lost via rear naked choke, but was he winning? What, what did the transitions look like? Was he a fish out of water? But regardless, I think Sam Alvey's an easy draw for him, mainly because, A, Sam Alvey's one of those guys that I sometimes wonder how is he in the UFC. He's on a, let's see, he's on a five-fight skid. Um, that is not an exaggeration. A, a lot of finishes. He had a, he got KO'd by Lil Nog. He got, uh, he lost to Ryan Spann. Julian Marcus just choked him out. So, I mean, Kobe Love's got to be the favorite. Okay, follow-up question. How high? How high is Kobe Love the favorite? And I see this as a similar situation as the last one. It's a guy who probably shouldn't be rostered versus a guy who, although he's not a killer, he's he's in the UFC for a reason. I'm going to say Kobe Love minus 250. I'm going to stick with the line. No no bother getting all weird with it. Yeah, you're all over it. Um, like, like, you, like you alluded to, Sam Alvey hasn't had a win in – what like three years? There's no way. There's no way there's even a close line at all. Um, am I going to go over or under you? That's my. That's kind of what I'm weighing with here. Yeah, figured. I'm going to go under because I don't know. Alvy Alvy's should be out of this promotion by now, but right as a prospect that is 30 years old you're not a prospect anymore. Almost it's hard to, it's hard for me to put you at like a minus like three fifty or, or something crazy. I'm going to go a little bit under you. So you had two fifty. Yeah. I'm I'm going to, I hate to do it. I'm going to price is right. No, you. do it. I'm going to two forty. Um, I, I just don't know enough about Roman to think that people are betting it out that high and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you'll find out this week. No. No, you're, you're not wrong. I would lean the over just because of how inflated those Russian prospects usually get. But you're, you, you could totally drill it right here. I, there's just no way I'll be the favorite. If that happens, I quit the show. Well, Reese is not going to have to quit the show. Yeah. And he went under. Not going to win. Let's go! Had he gone over, he also wouldn't have won because ding, 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 minus 250, oh! we have Roman Kapilov. <laughs> Was taking it easy. Didn't want to get cute and just rip 250. Po-ha! I can't even contain the po-ha. Let's go. 2 Call it early, first round knockout or something. <laughs> that is lucky. I'm not even going to lie. That 250. The Brian Barbarain I feel good about. This one was – that was lucky. What did it open at, Kobe? 
Still 250. It's only been up for about a week. Oh, okay. All right. Wow. Let's go. Bantamweight bout. Kyung Ho Kong and Hani Yaya. This is a – oh, I said it. Bantamweight bout. DK, go for it. Let me gear into where Hani Yaya was. Uh, okay, he's coming off that Ray Rodriguez arm triangle. Oh, and the Enrique Barzola draw was actually a really fun fight. Hani Yaya is a fun fighter. He comes out fast and tends to not have the best strategy with that, but he's definitely dangerous in the first couple of minutes. Um, and then on the other side, Mr. Perfect, Kyung Ho Kong. What a nickname. Uh, is coming off three victories. So I'm going to be honest, initially going into it, I, I really thought I I thought I was going to be pretty confident in Yaya as the favorite. And looking at their record side by side, I don't know how confident I am. We have uh, Ho Kong, who was six and one in his last seven with the Ricardo Ramos being his only loss. That's a, that's a pretty damn good record. I am going to stick to my guns. I'm going to go Hani Yaya favored, but I'm going to just very slight. And I'm going to make it 120. Whoa. I'm actually shocked on that one. I thought you were going to go Kang is the favorite. And, but that's now you're worrying me a little bit. See, well, this is one where I am kind of going to expect myself to come around later in the week. Looking at their record side by side, I was honestly, I'm shocked. Like in real time, I I was pretty confident that Yaya, like I'm not super familiar with Kung Hong Kong and I'm excited to research in this week. So I I also am not as familiar as I'd like to be, but I am, I know he's been around for a while and I know his, 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 Fights have been really low profile, but Ricardo Ramos is the black belt, correct? Uh, I think so, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure he is. So it makes me feel really good that he lost via split decision rather than getting subbed here because at the end of the day, Yaya's going to go for the submission. That, that, I mean, it is, that's it. That is what's going to happen. He's, he's going to go for the sub. I think almost every one of his victories is a sub. Minus the few decisions here and there. Um, I, I just expect this to be a Kang decision. I think it's going to be one of those where Yaya is constantly pulling guard. Yaya is constantly working from the bottom. And I, and I just imagine if, if Kang doesn't get caught, it's going to be an easy 30-27. Um, so I thought he would almost certainly be the favorite. But, Dan, I see where you're coming from. I, I could see why Yaya would also be the favorite, I, I guess. Mainly experience yep. and, re- and resume as well. Because, like you said, if you, if you go up – I mean, he, he, he's had – King's had – this is going to be his 10th UFC fight, and I can name, like, one fighter he's fought against. The rest are just – I mean, they're, they're, I mean, I can name them. Like, I know Brendan Davis, but he's not in the UFC is my point. He's, he's out on the right. regional circuit right now. Um, I'll, I'll go Kang, but I'll go slight, I guess. I was going to go higher. I'll just go 120 the opposite way. So this is just who is the favorite. This one's over early. Let's go. Kong, Are you kidding? Minus 140. 40. Let's go. Poe? 
and a wise, a wise man once said, I believe it was uh, Gilbert Dorino Burns. He said, uh, it's, it's a philosophy. End quote. It's like I'm just getting... Up. It opened up Kong minus 200. That was two weeks. Yeah. I was pretty... I, like I just fought Francis Ngannou. He just ran across the octagon. My night was over before it started. <laughs> to be fair to Danny, this is the card of all cards that need taping to, to under... Like, I... The 250 on the button was luck, and then this was just picking a favorite. So, I wouldn't be surprised if this ends 3-2. We still got two more that we're going to run through here. We're not cutting our listeners short. We've got a heavyweight bout, Shamil Abdurakimov and Chris Dawkins. Uh, I'm a, lead it off. Okay. So, I mean, I always make fun of Dawkins because I, I call him the, the uglier Dawkins because his younger brother, who's not necessarily attractive, but this Dawkins is just tough on the eyes. But he's been running through this, this heavyweight division. So as much as I make fun of him, He's, he's been, I think he's on like, I think he's undefeated in the UFC. He is. He's 3-0 in the UFC, but he's beaten Parker Porter, Nasi Mento, who, who just got teed off on uh, by Baudet, and Alexio Linnick. He, he finished all of them, but I'm not, I mean, those are all really finishable guys. Now, Shamil's a little bit different in the fact that I feel like he's not as, Finishable. I mean, he's beating, he demolished Chase Sherman, uh, but he beat Marcin Tybura, which is a phenomenal win. He beat Walt Harris, Andre Arlovsky. I mean, this guy's, I mean, he's been around. He's fought a lot of heavyweights. He's, I, I'm expecting him to be the favorite. And if he's not, I will probably be on him. How high the favorites, the question, he is 39. I'm feeling Doc is actually weirdly is going to be the favorite, but I don't think he should be. I'm going to go Shamil minus 135. But I really think Dawkins is going to get smashed. I, I could see him being the favorite just being 3-0. And there is a weird amount of hype on him, but I'm less than impressed. No, I I agree with everything you're saying. There is a weird amount of hype on Dawkins for a guy who I don't think has really even a chance of being a contender of any time in his career. And it almost it almost seems like the UFC's doing him some favors. I mean, we're looking at him getting Alexi Olenek last time out, and it almost feels like Shamil is the wrestling version of Alexi Olenek. I mean, obviously Alexi being the jujitsu bow constrictor, but yeah. we got another like thirty nine year old, a guy who hasn't fought in what like two and a half years now, even though he was fighting at the highest level when he did. I mean, take his whatever time off. We're talking Curtis Blades, L, the Tybura win that you mentioned. And then he was scheduled against Cyril Gan twice, scheduled against Augusto Sky. This is kind of the upper echelon of the heavyweight division. And echelon, I don't think Chris is really ever going to join. So I agree with you. I am concerned about the age. But I do think that Shamil is going to win this fighter. And I think he's the better fighter. You're at 130. Reese, you're all over it today. I, you're making it really frustrating for me. Reese, 135. I'm going to – you know what? This is going to be a, a controversial play. I'm going to fade myself. I'm going to go with <laughs> Dalkus as the favorite because I have been terrible tonight. 
Give me Dalkus. I'll take Reese's line minus one thirty-five. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta fade yourself, and that's gonna produce a winner for DK on this one. Wow! wow. I just fade over here. <laughs> Potential pause and play opportunity. Dawkins is oh, favored God. minus one eighty-five. That's absurd. Oh wow. That's absurd. I also want our listeners to realize the 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 strength or the uh, weakness rather of this heavyweight division. Untapology Dawkus is ranked tenth in the world worldwide as a heavyweight. That is just hilarious to me Shocking. because it really shows too the difference between Inganu and and Stipe and then everybody else. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. I mean, the drop-off after, like, Biggie Boy, it goes Tabura, Dawkus, Augusto Sakai, Tom Aspel. I mean, Tom Aspel is pretty good. But, like, I mean, Dawkus's there's – ranking is, is really interesting, though. I mean, even off Harris and Aspinall are, are – and even maybe Spivak are guys that I might think are favored against him. Maybe I'm I just agree. low on Dawkus, and I'll be – I'm really wrong, low on Dawkus. Yeah, man, let's see. I'm, I'm surprised. Me too. I, I just like, I think people are like, oh, he's three and only, but like it's Parker Portis. Nascimento seems like a good win on paper, but he can absolutely get pieced on the feet, especially early. And then I mean, we Olenek, saw it last week. He had to come back and pull one out of his ass. Right. Right. So your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. I, I don't know. Man. Got myself my first point. Deserve it. No, yeah. Galaxy you, brain you over it. here. You deserve it. Galaxy Brain is back. Main event, we have a middleweight bout, Sean Strickland and Uriah Hall. DK, lead things off for shits and giggles. All right, this one is, I mean, obviously I know both of these fighters back and forth. Uriah Hall is an exciting fighter to watch, but he's definitely at a point in his career where you're not expecting much from him anytime he's come out. That Anderson Silva fight, the retirement fight, was a little bit of a gift. I mean, we're talking about the Chris Weidman 17 seconds. I mean, should be thrown out the window. He's, he's a guy I don't think is very good. He's a guy who Reese and I have been talking about fading for a while on this podcast. And on the other end, Sean Strickland is on the opposite, tra- excuse me, is on the opposite trajectory coming off four straight wins and four good wins. We're talking about, we saw Brendan Allen last week look awesome. Christoph Jocko is a guy I have a ton of respect for. I think for sure, Sean Strickland is going to be the favorite here. I have him as around a 180 favorite, minus 180. Mm. Mm. And I might, so, I'm thinking about going bigger, but my, that's my number. Okay, so well, I'll reiterate. So before we did it, I, I was telling Dan, it, it's the Brian Barrena fight and this one are the ones I feel good about. And the reason why on this one is because I have bet on, not bet for, but bet on a Uriah Hall fight pretty much every time he's ever stepped foot in the octagon. He, he was like, Everyone thought this man was going to be the best fighter to ever walk the face of the earth when he was on the ultimate fighter, just absolutely slumping people. He's the reason you're so sour about Izzy. He's definitely part of it. He's definitely part of it. But you you watch this man 
continue through his career. And what bothers me the most is I said something kind of controversial on Saturday when Randy Costa, I want to just, I say, I think quit. I mean, I think that he got out of the first round and you, you kind of watch him just kind of sit there and curl up and, and that's fine. I mean, I mean, Yanez is an absolute beast. I wouldn't even step in the ring. So who am I to talk? But I, I've seen that out of Uriah Hall a lot. And I've seen him wear mentally a lot. And I've seen him just disintegrate as a fighter a, a lot. I mean, you're looking at a guy who the, the Bevan Lewis fight, he ended up winning that one. But he was getting destroyed for every, every round and landed, and landed a really clean one. He got a split decision against Antonio Carlos Jr., who I think is talented, but he's in PFL right now. Um, and it was a really close one. I remember it being controversial. Uh, a 55-year-old Anderson Silva and, and the Weidman leg snap. Like, I, I feel like he's kind of one of those guys who's projectile through the rankings that maybe shouldn't necessarily be this high. And so I think the line's going to reflect this because, like Dan said, Sean Strickland is on a complete opposite trajectory. And I always, I've been riding Sean Strickland a lot too. Um, I've always been a big fan of his. I know he had took some time off because of the, the car accident and everything or motorcycle accident, but he smoked Brendan Allen. And I can't wait to talk about the, on the recap this week about Brendan Allen because that fight is this fight this week against Punahele was pivotal for where he's going in his career because he didn't even use his grappling and, and, and beat a striker. And that's just, I mean, jaw dropping. So obviously, you know, why I feel about Brennan Allen, Sean Strickland disposed of him. He's 30 years old. This man's going places. I'm going to say Sean Strickland minus two thirty five. Well, point doesn't matter, but it would have barely gone to Reese. Minus 210 is Sean Strickland. So just for the recap, folks at home, the only point I got was when I faded myself. That's how it wore out today, isn't it? <laughs> Fun night at the office for Longhorn, Keep, Capper, DK, MMA. Capper, Longhorn, myself. Yeah, I mean, the one good thing, though, is Dan got it out of the way early, and I have a good feeling about your picks this weekend. Yeah. Oh, I'm. It's I'm, all about getting out of the way early. I've been green for a bunch of weeks in a row. I'm feeling hot. Yeah, winning you have, spread or not, that's a, he's been, been a green on fire for a while now. And at the end of the day, that's all that really matters. I would punt this entire game and go lose every single one if I if I was guaranteed to go green every week. <laughs> Which is basically what y'all have done in the MCC on a weekly basis. So. <laughs> Throw some wrong. shade there. You're not wrong. The best part is when my official track play is the opposite of my MCC pick. Nothing beats that. <laughs> well, it's a game for the reasons that it's a game. It's worth one Malort shot at the end of the year, I believe. So. Oh God. I... Well, that's Content what we got coming, for this Sunday evening. Reese, you want to close us up with a poha for the dub? I would. I would love nothing more. I'm feeling really pr- proud of the performance tonight. <clears throat> a little throat clear. Poha! Yuri Pohaska! See y'all Wednesday evening. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.